Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all well. Welcome back to another episode. This one goes out to anybody that does not have a regular income. So if you are someone who is self-employed, you're a freelancer, you're a contractor, maybe you work shift work or you're on a zero hours contract, whatever that looks like. If you don't have a a regular monthly salary or a nine to five job, then this one is for you. Because every time I talk about budgeting, I'll be honest, it is more geared towards people that have a nine to five or a really regular frequent income. And so this one is for you guys. And I know you've been asking for it for a while. I've had quite a few messages about it. So yeah, I've I've got around to it and I'm very excited about it. So I'm going to do my five top tips when it comes to budgeting with an irregular income. Now, personally, I have done all the things. I have worked part-time. I have had a weekly paycheck when I used to work as a waitress and I got tips. I've had a nine to five salary monthly paycheck. So I knew how much I was getting paid. I've been self-employed. I've been a contractor and now I'm a director of my own limited company. So I've got some good insight into budgeting all the different ways. So if there's something that you've probably, the situation you're in, I've I've potentially done it. (laughs) Um, So what makes budgeting so hard if you have an irregular income is the fact that you're like, when am I getting my money in? How am I going to plan if I don't know what I'm getting? When you've got a nine to five, you can say, I know I'm getting X amount every month. And that goes into the top of your funnel within your budget. And all you have to do is just divvy it up and allocate it somewhere and then stick to the budget. What happens when you don't know how much you're getting is where the issues come in. So let's get into it. So tip number one, is know your numbers. So I want you to basically create a list of all the things that you have to pay for in that month, all the things that you are financially committed to. So this is all of your fixed bills and expenses. So it would be your rent, your mortgage, your water bill, electricity, internet, etc., and all of the other financial commitments you have that aren't necessarily necessities, but are that come out on a direct debit. So maybe your Spotify, your Amazon, your, um, your Netflix, you know, your subscriptions things like that. It's really, really fucking important to have this list of numbers. And that is where you start. You need to know that breakdown. And then what else is going to help is going back over your spending. So your general monthly spending outside of your fixed bills to get a rough idea on what you spend money on in other categories and working out roughly how much do I spend on food? How much do I spend on travel? How much do I spend on going out? And you can categorize it in whatever way you want, but I would recommend definitely groceries and definitely travel. And then with the rest of your spending, it could be like clothes, it could be eating out, it could be socializing, it could be hobbies. Um, And you can be, I guess, as like specific or vague as you like, but I think it's really important to have food, travel, and then other at least because food and travel are still necessities. You still need to eat and you still need to travel. But 
um, they're, they're variable expenses, right? We don't always know how much we're going to spend on those things. So they, they need their own category. And this is going to help you understand your habit, your spending habits, know exactly where your money is going, and basically know how much it costs to be you, how much it costs to live. These numbers are really, really, really important. And they are the first thing that you need to do. Now, you might be listening to this and you're like, Laura, I already know this information. Great. And if you don't, that's most definitely the first exercise to start with. Now, tip number two is about income estimate your income. So if you want to create a monthly or a weekly budget, then you need to know roughly how much you're going to make. So really, you've got two options when it comes to your income. Number one is about working out the average that you have received on a monthly basis over the last few months or years, or deciding on a minimum amount that you usually get paid or make. So if you want to work out the average, then you basically look back over a set period of time and then see how much you've made in each month. Then you add it all together and you divide it by the number of months you looked at. So for example, if you have been self-employed for the last year and you would look at your invoices or your payments from April 2022 to March 2023. That is 12 months worth of salary to look at. So let's just say you added it all up and it came to a total of £24,000 of invoices or, you know, income paid to you. You would then divide it by 12 for those 12 months and that would give you the average per month that you're making. So in this scenario, that would make £2,000 per month. And that would that's one option. You could look to use the average per month. Now, the good thing about this is it gives you something to work towards to make each month. So if you are someone who is um, not with an employer and you're self-employed, you're freelance, you're a contractor, and you're going out there and you're making your own money, whether that's by selling stuff, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a content creator, maybe you're a beautician, whatever that looks like, but you have clients, then it gives you something to work towards and you can go, right, I need to try and make more. How do I get more clients? How do I be more efficient? Can I charge more, etc.? And the good thing about this is it's not like you're taking the highest number you've ever made and being unreasonable and setting yourself a goal that's too high. Now, the bad thing about doing it this way around is that if you don't make this much money every single month, um, and, and you have one massively huge month, but then your other months, you are like making way under that you end up living paycheck to paycheck and you're going to be sure. So this is just something to bear in mind. Now, the other option is alternatively looking back over every month, writing down how much you've made each month and then picking and going with the lowest amount you've made. So this way, you know, you're always going to make at least this because by the looks of it, you've always made at least this because that was the lowest number. And then you can say anything over and above what I make from this number is a bonus and it can be put towards, I can spend more, I can save more. But at least if you know your baseline. Now, the good thing about this one is you are at least budgeting with what you know you can afford and you're not taking a guess. You're doing it based on, I know this is the lowest amount I've ever made. I'm probably going to always make over that. But at least if I budget to the smaller amount, I'm always going to be living within my means. And again, it really depends on what your work is like, but this is, is another option. And this is basically how you think about tracking your income. So you track your income over the course of the months and then you go on to budget accordingly. So how much do I need for all the other stuff? Now you want to ensure that 
you are being reasonable with yourself and understanding that these numbers are a guesstimate and some of it is in your control some of it isn't and if you look at this breakdown and you go right my average income is this or my average monthly my lowest monthly income was this whichever one you pick and then you look at all of your outgoings so your fixed expenses for your bills and then what you're spending on a monthly basis and your savings and stuff and you go wow the average or the lowest amount doesn't cover this then obviously like I said you're running into the risk of getting into debt to live and you want to find ways to increase your income or decrease your outgoings ideally both at least for the short term but knowing what your income either is on an average or is at the lowest amount is going to be super helpful now tip number three is you want to build up a financial buffer so basically this is extra money sat in your bank account so that you aren't living paycheck to paycheck and a financial buffer is basically something that you build up over a few months in case one month you have a quiet a month and you need to pay your bills it's kind of like an emergency fund but it's really specifically for your monthly bills and for living and it's so common that self-employed and freelance people live month to month because it's harder to manage your money and you don't always know what you're getting and I know especially I've spoken to some people that maybe like if you're a contractor if you work in telly or the creative industry and your income is really irregular so some months you go without even getting paid what usually ends up happening is you save up money over time and then in those quieter months you're spending that money that you've saved so it feels hard to not only budget but to save money up over time so completely understand that frustration and that's where you want to build up as much as possible and obviously do your best to increase your income so that you have this buffer now ideally if you're listening to this and you're getting ready to go self-employed or freelance make sure you have this buffer ready to start before you even go self-employed that's what I would highly recommend that's what I did and it made me feel so much better but if you're already working in this way I'll be honest, it's going to take a little bit more time or work for you to get there. It's absolutely okay. But let's say you get a random lump sum of extra money. It could be you sold your car. It could be you got some birthday money. It could be you got a payout, a tax rebate. It could be that you just had a really big month compared to other months. Absolutely use this as a buffer and put it straight away aside. Don't go, oh, I've got more to spend. Like be sensible with it because it's only going to make you feel better in the long run. But if you're not going to get this and you don't want to rely on that, then you do have to work and slowly build it up over time. And it could be a few months of sacrifice for a lifetime of ease so really how do you do this you want to spend a few months being a bit more frugal I guess whatever that looks like for you and putting away a bit of money every month towards this buffer to build up this pot and that's probably going to require you to spend a little bit less than usual but it really helps to know that you've got money to fall back on because it's going to help you not only with your budgeting but also just with your general feelings about money so that's more a bit about um yeah having a financial buffer slash emergency fund and saving now tip number four is and i think this is really important is have separate accounts for everything sounds a bit anal but it's very, very useful. So when it comes to the flow of your spending and your budgeting, my recommendation is to have a bunch of different accounts for all different reasons. Now, this doesn't have to be with different providers. It can be with one or two, but you want each of them for different reasons. And the reason why this is so important and is going to help you is that you don't have to mentally allocate the money every single time you look in your paycheck, uh, you look in your bank account and not wor- and, and, and worry that the money's being spent in the wrong place. So for example, right, if you're self-employed or freelance, you get paid into one account 
which is also the account that your bills come out throughout the whole month, which is also the, the account that you use to spend on coffee and going out on food, which is also where your savings are. You're just going to look at it and it's just going to be a big old pickle in your brain. No one wants this. We want to make it easy for ourselves. So what you want to do is split it all out. So you want one main account where your invoices get paid into. So where your income is going into. This is the the in account, the payment account, the invoice account, the income account, (laughs) your main account, right? You know that nothing comes out of here, but invoices simply always get paid in here. So you can always see at once how much money you physically have when your invoices drop. This is also going to help you keep track of what you're making as well. So that's key. Then you want to have another account, which is where all of your bills and fixed expenses get paid from. So this is all of those financial commitments. And now I recommend having this as a separate account because when you know your numbers and you've worked out how much you need for your bills, you can clearly see if you have enough money in that account for the month or for the week to cover your bills. Then you want to have a separate pot for savings which is where you're going to build up your emergency fund, build up your savings for your holidays. And then most importantly, a separate pot spending for day-to-day spending, basically. And that is going to be where you spend money that's not for bills. It's not your saving money, but it's just your general going out into the world, living your best life money. Now, the good thing about having this in a separate place is that you can track exactly how much you have left for the month ahead. Now, I personally love Monzo because they've got all these different pots. They've got, you can flick between each. It's got a very visual like aid and bar to show like, you know, for example, let's say you gave yourself 500 pounds to spend for the month and it you can set Uh, time limit. So you could say, I need this for the week or I need this for the month or set period of time. And it's got this little bar, which goes green, amber, and then red, depending on where you're at in the month, if you're on track. So if you had one day where you spent an insane amount of money and you left yourself with a really little amount of money for the rest of the week or the month, it would then obviously go into the red and it'll be like, yo, be careful. You need to be careful with your spending because you're not going to have much left. Obviously, it doesn't say that, but that's what it implies. And it's so great, especially if you are a visual learner, which I know I am. And having all of these separate accounts, you basically want to load up these accounts, kind of like gift cards, and use them throughout the month. And you're either going to load them up throughout the month, at the start of the month, or start of the week, depending on what works for you. And it might take time to figure out which is the best method for you. And this is probably the bit where people get a bit confused, the best way to do it. And it really is going to be trial and error. So this is going to depend as well on how you get paid, right? If you are a beautician and you are getting paid daily random amounts because you've got different people coming to your house, getting waxed, they're doing the nails. Really, you have a constant stream of money coming in, but it's perhaps smaller amounts. Whereas if you are, say, a graphic designer or a content creator, you might get paid two or three larger invoices throughout the month that drop at random points, but they're larger sums. Okay. Now, this is why the buffer is so important because you are working, well, hopefully the aim would be that you would work in arrears. So instead of waiting for invoices to drop to then allocate the money, you've already got money in each pot to cover your your bills and your spending. And then when you get paid, you top them up for the month ahead and you see you're kind of like working backwards, right? Now, all of my clients that have only had one account in and out for everything, whether they're self-employed or whether they're a nine to five, they have always struggled because you're always doing the mental math and worrying that you're spending bills. Nobody wants that. Break it down. Separate it out, you know, and you will feel like you have so much more control. 
And then the final tip is about prioritizing your monthly bills. Now, you want to ensure that your bills and your fixed expenses are paid as a priority for one of two reasons. One, usually your fixed expenses are the important things that are, you know, your rent, your electricity, the things that you need to survive and to live. But secondly, they're financial commitments that you've made. And if you miss a payment and it bounces or yeah, it gets rejected, that's going to affect your credit score. And you do not want that, especially because it's going to affect how much money you can borrow in the future, be it for a phone bill or be it for a mortgage. And credit scores, even though they're not the be all and end all, they're still important. So if you are struggling to cover everything and you're worried about money, or if you are trying to build your buffer, then it might be worth decreasing your outgoings or monthly bills for a bit. And that could be cutting back on some subscriptions or not spending as much on certain things, e.g. like doing a cheaper food shop, right? Or going out less. Now, as you all know, I am not a coach who is going to tell you to spend less money. I want you to spend money. I want it to be guilt-free. I want you to enjoy it. But sometimes we have to be responsible and sensible and manage our money in a certain way for a certain period of time to allow ourselves greater financial freedom in the future. And it's worth it. So when it comes to your bills, if all of your bills come out at the start of the month, like the first week, you would want to focus on topping up that bills account first. You would go, right, I need to have, you know, £800 in that bank account straight away at the start of the month. That's where most of it goes so that my bills can come out. Whereas if you have your bills spread out over the month, then you want to make sure you have a list of what bills come out and what day, and then you break it down into a weekly amount. So for example, in week one, my bills are £200. In week two, my bills are £300. In week three, my bills are 50 And then week four, it's 250 And the, the, the reason why you do this is just to have a real understanding of what is coming out when and what money you need in what pot at what point. Now, even if your money is, even if your bills do come out Um, across the whole month. You don't have to break it down into weekly. It really is going to depend. But the most important thing is that each of these individual accounts are topped up with the amount of money you need for each thing. And this is why tip number one is so important, which is knowing your numbers. You need to know how much you need in your bills account. And obviously with the rest, so so let me give you an example. Let's just say you make two, you on average, you make 2000 pound within the month and your bills are a thousand let's just say. Now, it's going to really depend when you're receiving those invoices. Now, if you have a buffer, you would make sure that you already had a thousand pounds in that account already so that throughout the month, as invoices are dropping into your main account, you know that your bills are being paid. And then when it gets to the end of the month, you would have had all these invoices paid, your main account would have been topped back up, and then you just move that money around. So you're working that way around. And this is where the financial buffer is going to be so important. Now, if you are slowly trying to build that up, you would basically what you want to be doing is throughout the month, as you're getting paid, you are moving money into your bills account. You are moving some money onto your spending account. You're obviously being maybe a bit more frugal so you can save a bit more. And then with everything else that is left over, you are putting it into a savings account or you can call it your financial buffer. And you need to do that a couple of times until you have like a month's worth of bills at least that you're a month ahead, you would move that money into your bills account and then you repeat the process. So you're always slowly building it up, moving it over, slowly building it up, moving it over. And you can see what is left over at the end of the month, right? So what you're not going to be able to do is say, I get this amount exactly and this is exactly where I'm spending it. Because if you have, if you get slightly less in that month, then obviously you are going to have overspent. 
But over time, you will get better at budgeting and understanding how much do I get every month? Is that average correct? Or actually, should I go to a way of doing the lowest amount of income? What do I need to do to make more money? What do I, how do I need to control my spending throughout the month to allow myself to build a financial buffer and to make sure that I know that I've got enough money for the week and month slash month? And this is part and parcel of being someone who is self-employed or freelance. And it's it's just part of part of the career. It's part of what you have to deal with. And another thing is like, it really depends how much input you want to have on your finances, but regular money dates, sitting down with your money, figuring out what's going on, what's been spent, any expected items or things that have come out, what invoices am I waiting for, what have been paid is going to be key when it comes to budgeting as a self-employed person. Because if you are self-employed, not only are you having to manage your personal finance, but you're basically also having to manage your business finance. So have my invoices been paid? Have I been paid by everybody correctly? Have I paid all of the things that are business expenses and not just personal expenses? And you could look to have a separate pot for personal expenses and person and like um, fixed costs and business costs. So for example, let's say you work out, you need X amount for rent, mortgage, utility, electricity. But then also, let's say every month you spend a couple of hundred pounds on softwares and email systems and a graphic, you know, a graphic designer, someone that helps you or a VA or whatever that is. You want to make sure you've got this number and this breakdown written down as well so that you can make sure that both uh, pots are filled up to the top. Now, hopefully this helps you understand how to better budget when you are self-employed or a freelancer. And the thing to say here is there is no one silver bullet. Everybody is going to do it differently. But the aim is basically to spend a short period of time building up a buffer or an emergency fund so you can get ahead of the curve so that you can manage your money in a way that feels better so that you can focus on having an abundance mindset and bringing in more money and knowing your numbers is going to be so helpful because remember you get control over what it is that you spend on and knowing these numbers is honestly going to make you feel so much better now I am absolutely um, going to do more I guess, episodes on this. I just wanted this to kind of be like the first one. So send in your questions, your queries, and even if you want your personal situation as someone who is self-employed or freelance and what you struggle with. So, you know, like if you are, if you say, hi, Laura, I am a content creator. I um, make roughly X amount. And the thing that I struggle with is saving. I get paid this often or send me a person, like an agony aunt, send me a personal situation. And then I can really helpfully, helpfully is not a word, answer your question in a podcast or directly to you. And yeah, I hope you found this helpful. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode and every one of you that listens to this podcast. I love you and I am so grateful for you and thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, my DMs and emails are open. So if you want to reach out and chat, please do. And please also share this episode with your self-employed and your freelance friends because I know that it is going to help them. And I think everybody who has an irregular paycheck needs to hear it. And also every time someone new listens to this podcast, it's we're just making the conversation about money less taboo and helping people to feel empowered by the money and all of that is possible with your support so thank you again and i hope you have an amazing week